from KQED. From KQED Public Radio in San Francisco, I'm Michael Krasny. In the absence of the usual fireworks displays, were you delighted by the amateur ones that lit up Bay Area skies over the weekend? Or are you fed up with the noise and smoke from illicit shows which sparked numerous fires around the region? Coming up on Forum, we're going to talk about fireworks, and we want to hear from you. You can call us now at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786, or email us forum at kqed.org. Then, as the Supreme Court nears the end of its term, we'll talk about today's rulings on Electoral College voters and robocalls and the biggest decisions still to come. That's all next after this news. Welcome to this morning's forum. I'm Michael Krasny. With official July 4th fireworks canceled this year due to coronavirus, amateur displays illuminated the skies around the Bay Area Saturday night. But the illegal shows led to widespread noise complaints and are being blamed for numerous blazes around the region. Emergency officials even took to social media to warn of fire risks. And it's not just Independence Day. Fireworks have been a familiar sound in many cities in recent weeks. What did you think of the weekend's fireworks? You can give us a call right now and let us know. The toll-free number is 866-733-6786. Again, that's 866-733-6786. And you can also, of course, get in touch with us on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum or email any questions and comments you might have to forum at kqed.org. And joining us now to talk about this and other local news is San Jose Mercury News reporter Aldo Toledo. And welcome, Aldo. Good to have you with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I guess the place to begin is just with a kind of general picture, if we could, because there were hundreds of fires just in San Francisco alone that were contained, uh, about 110 and uh, and all, and only two of them were not from illegal fireworks. And firefighters were spread so thin overnight on Saturday that uh, they sent out only one fire engine to each fire during the height of all of this. Just wondering what your thoughts are on the fact that um, it's pretty much been pinpointed that this is going on for weeks leading even up to July 4th, Saturday night. Yeah, you know, we did a report not long ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago, looking at all the reports of fireworks that we had seen throughout the Bay Area pre-4th of July. Uh, Usually you do see those, um, you know, gearing up to 4th of July itself. Uh, But this time we saw it maybe a month uh, before that, uh, starting with the Black Lives Matter protests um, and, uh, you know, the... The interesting thing for me was that uh, it seems firefighters were very um, caught off, caught off guard uh, by the amount of fireworks that there were so early on in the year. Were they, uh, I mean, this is a tough word to use, but in some ways unprepared because they were certainly heroic and uh, there was a lot of action and firefighters were out there, you know, fighting these what have been characterized for the most part as minor fires, but many of them and some of them were certainly dangerous and perilous as could be, but uh, was there lack of preparation? Well, we certainly saw a bit of lack of preparation from, um, you know, in San Francisco, like you mentioned, fire officials said crews had responded to about 110 fires in a 12 hour span. Um, and the, the vast majority were, were caused by fireworks, although I think they mentioned that two weren't. Um, and like you had mentioned, to a certain point, there were only a few engines that were called out um, and they were pretty spread thin. 
um, and you saw similar things from police officers or, or police and, and fire departments all over the Bay Area. Um, Richmond police alone responded to 299 fireworks related calls um, and firefighters were just scrambling all, you know, from the early evening on Saturday through to the early morning on Sunday. Uh, illicit fireworks popping in the night sky above them and uh, residents basically trying to do whatever they could to let off officials know where they were hearing fireworks. But, you know, some of them may uh, have proven pretty elusive to, in terms of catching anyone who, um, who may have thrown these fireworks. In terms of citations and the like, uh, or for that matter, arrests, uh, very few, right? Right, exactly. It's, it's sort of difficult to, to find who's setting off fireworks, although, um, you know, calls don't usually, uh, from speaking with police officers and fire departments, calls don't usually have a location with them. It's usually someone uh, calling the, the police department or the fire department to report that they had heard illicit fireworks, uh, but that doesn't usually come with any sort of location. Um, and it has been very difficult to catch people in the act. Um, although two weeks ago, I, I, I remember in San Mateo County, uh, one sheriff's deputy found uh, that a 19-year-old man had lit up a firework and uh, kicked it under his car and then set his own car on fire, as well as another car nearby, uh, uh, near Redwood City. Uh, so certainly it's not without its dangers, uh, as we have seen uh, with all the fires that were started last night as well. Um, but it has proven very difficult for police and, and fire to find, uh, you know, who is actually setting off these fireworks. Talking, if you've just joined us with Aldo Toledo, and he's a reporter of the San Jose Mercury News who covered the illegal fireworks, which led to a great number of fires over the weekend. San Jose, for example, didn't even know how many fires it responded to. And uh, there were a lot of uh, blazes. In fact, there was a six acre blaze in the Bayview that was contained before it actually hit a number of motorhomes, and there was a major fire in Oak Hills Park in Pittsburgh, a uh, big brush fire in Morgan Hills in Santa Clara County, which uh, actually burned 343 acres near the Anderson Reservoir. So there was a lot that happened over Saturday night. Fortunately, nothing that was really in the, in the sense of you know, terrible wildfires or profound wildfires uh, that we could have had. Uh, Amy writes, I've had a hard time with the fireworks that have been going on for weeks now in my Santa Rosa neighborhood. I didn't realize it was triggering a sound that threw me into panic attacks. I think I may have had a sort of PTSD reaction after the 2017 fires in Sonoma County. I haven't slept much these past weeks and hopeful that this is over for now. And let me bring a caller on. Danny, join us from Santa Rosa. Good morning. Danny, are so you there? I, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I'm here. Are you there? Ah, yeah. I'm uh, here. I let off fireworks shows for 19 years now. This is the first time I haven't done a fireworks show. We were going to do Cloverdale fireworks show, but they backed out on the third because of the worry about people coming in with COVID. And I was worried enough with the weather being in what it was. Well, I think uh, what you've just said may typify a lot of uh, comments that we might be receiving over the course of this segment. Uh, uh, what do you think of the amateur shows, though? Can I ask you that, uh, Dammy, since you uh, brought it up? I, I saw uh, 20 times more fireworks this year than I've seen around my neighborhood and then when i saw pictures of los angeles with them going crazy with all the illegal fireworks i think it's because there weren't places for people to go and just watch the fireworks shows and things people wanted to make their own shows they wanted to have a little bit of excitement 
And it's really not hard to get illegal fireworks when you can cross state lines and get them. Yeah, uh, a, a good point. I thank you for that point. Let me go back to you, Aldo, if I may. Uh, you, you wrote in uh, covering this that there were isolated incidents, uh, that there were, for example, some incidents to be concerned about, bottle rockets uh, that were thrown at firefighters and M80 explosives. It sounded like a war zone in some places, which may account for the PTSD that uh, that listener wrote in about. But there were also, you wrote uh, some very touching and heartfelt moments. What did you mean by that? Uh, well, you know, it, it was, uh, I can certainly speak to uh, just how loud it was. I, I was sitting in my, uh, San, here in San Jose at, at my house uh, over the weekend and it started early evening on Saturday and, and just couldn't, uh, you know, couldn't hear a stop to it until very late in the night, maybe two in the morning. Uh, if even that, I, I still heard some some popping when I woke up in the middle of the night. Um, but, you know, aside from from all the folks who who are uh, sort of impacted negatively by, by some of these noises, uh, a lot of animals were were definitely very scared. Um, you know, it, it seems like a lot of folks were very excited to be out and, and sort of experience that kind of festivity, uh, especially in a time when that kind of festivity sort of disallowed or uh, more difficult to come by. Uh, I mean, in East Palo Alto, residents uh, were seen all over driveways and yards. They were sitting in lawn chairs, uh, hoods of their cars, watching the, the, the fireworks. Um, sort of the spirit of independence on Independence Day uh, to liberate from quarantine? You know, I think so. It, it's certainly interesting that you see people taking into their own hands, putting on these shows, given that so many of the shows, well, all of the shows have been canceled. Uh, for fear of COVID-19, um, it, it certainly didn't seem to have affected a lot of folks out uh, on the streets who were, you know, throwing off fireworks and, and still gathering with their family members and friends uh, to celebrate the 4th. Well, if you want to join us uh, and weigh in here, you can. There's a toll-free number available to you. It's 866-733-6786. Again, 866-733-6786. And let's get Donna on. Donna, welcome. You're on. Hi. Hi. I just think I, I told your your call screener or whatever. I, I I think it's idiotic that people did this. I think we're all very fortunate that some horrible wildfire didn't start from all of this. And I know uh, your screener said, "Well, what about people that just wanted to have some fun or have some excitement?" I said, "Well, that's not right. You have to look at the entire community. You don't just look at yourself." I said, "I think they're very selfish." We had like cherry bombs going off or my husband thinks there were quarter sticks of dynamite going out where we are just all night long, Saturday, last night, Friday night. And I mean, and we live in a kind of rural area where there is a lot of grassland. And, and if something had taken off with a fire, I mean, how, you, you, it's just I, I, anyway, I'm just I'm fed up with these people that don't wear masks. They don't care about anybody else. They just want to have fun. It's wrong. Donna, I appreciate your comments and thank you for them and sort of dovetailing with Donna's comments. Here's Jackie who writes, the illegal and dangerous fireworks are a menace. They depleted our first responders just like coronavirus has depleted our hospitals. Our public safety agencies ignored them for decades and now the situation is out of control. Doesn't this remind you of the coronavirus situation? And William writes, people have been locked down for months and honestly we could have done what New York City did, which was hold smaller shows around the city to prevent crowds from forming. Simply canceling all enjoyable activities will only lead people to make their own fun, which may not be the best solution. I want to also ask you, uh, if I could, Aldo, about a story you did um, 
and, and listeners may want to respond to this as well, uh, that took place in Martinez, there was a mural, uh, a mural that said Black Lives Matter and the uh, permit was issued for those who made the mural. Uh, it was a painting actually of Black Lives Matter. And uh, then a couple came along and actually it was the woman who was doing all the painting. The guy was wearing a mega hat or shirt, if you will, and uh, was the woman was doing all the painting over it. And there was a lot of profanity, a lot of yelling back and forth. Um, uh, at this point, uh, I'd like to just talk about this with you because you wrote about this. The, the guy who was yelling was yelling, this is racism and this is uh, uh, a leftist lie and all the rest of those sorts of things. Uh, and at this point, uh, those suspects, uh, even though they were videoed, are elusive. They have not been, they've escaped, so to speak. Right. You know, uh, police are still looking for a man and a woman who uh, were seen vandalizing the Black Lives Matter mural uh, downtown in Martinez. Uh, the community members had obtained a permit at the time to uh, paint a Black Lives Matter, Matter mural similar to those seen across the country. Uh, you know, a, a yellow mural painted on the side of this on the street itself. Um, but once the mural was finished, maybe an hour afterward, um, an unidentified white man and woman uh, got there and with uh, buckets of black paint and, and decided to uh, start painting over the, the Black Lives Matter uh, mural itself while, um, you know, some standards by were capturing video and, and making sure that people knew uh, what was going on. Uh, as well, you could see that uh, th there was a lot of back and forth between the um, the, vandal, the vandals, I guess, and uh, some of the folks that were standing nearby. Um, and like I said, that, a lot of a lot of profanity and a, and, and uh, a lot of screaming, really. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And that's where you see the man uh, start talking about the in the narrative of police brutality, of oppression, of racism uh, being a lie, um, and and sort of blaming the media as well as the left for for um, continuing that that lie that he says is a lie. Uh, and as but, I said, he was wearing a mega hat and he had a shirt on that said four more years. Uh, but at this point, uh, the, you should probably mention the mural was restored and the case is under investigation, I presume. Right, exactly. The case is under investigation still. Uh, the police have gotten a, a few photos and, and video of the Nissan pickup truck that he was driving um, with a you know tail, tailgate number and, and license plate number and everything. So police... Uh, have that out there and, and are asking folks to to help them find uh, who did this. But, you know, this isn't the only incident in Martinez over the past uh, month or so that has caught my attention. Uh, police also arrested on Sunday night a man who brandished a gun at a group of people gathered near the mural. Uh, around six o'clock or so, a man was driving past the mural, uh, yelled out, all lives matter. Uh, and when one man uh, tried to go after him, he pulled out a gun and uh, forced the group to scatter uh, before getting back in his car to leave. Fortunately, there was a police officer who was standing nearby um, and he was able to apprehend the man. You can see pictures of him uh, holding his hands up uh, out of his car um, and, and eventually being arrested. And even last week, um, some racist flyers uh, threatening harm to supporters of the Black Lives Matter movement uh, were also fined by police downtown in Martinez. So this is certainly a hotbed, it seems, for some of the divides that we're seeing across the country in terms of those who support the Black Lives Matter movement and those who uh, are against it. 
Talking again with Aldo Toledo of the San Jose Mercury News, and we're back to fireworks with Sarah from Menlo Park. Sarah, welcome. You're on the air. Sarah, are you with us? Well, while we try to connect with Sarah, let me read a comment here that's come in from Aaron, who says, normally I have enjoyed seeing fireworks up close or from afar, perhaps a lovely show for about 90 minutes, yet for someone with PTSD of any or any sort of trauma in their history, it became overwhelming at about 95 minutes, and it was over the top. I could not settle to sleep until around 1.30 a.m. when it finally began to settle down and lessen after more than five hours of ongoing explosions. Now I dread ever having to witness another 4th of July. Uh, and a listener named Sarah writes, I live in the Bayview-Hunters Point area, and there have been many shootings of people, plus a lot of sharpshooter detection. A six-year-old boy was murdered on Saturday night. Fireworks are often blamed when people say they hear gunshots. For a lot of people, I think they sound the same. Is there a connection? And you want to comment on that, Aldo? A lot of people do sort of hear gunshots when they hear fireworks. Well, you know, it's interesting because there are a lot of folks who hear different things and and hear a gunshot when a firework goes out. Um, And in speaking with police, it seems that uh, shootings, uh, you know, the shooting detecting uh, technology that they have uh, is very specifically aimed at finding gunshots and not fireworks. So when we do see it, that data in terms of how many gunshots happen, we do see that there have been shootings uh, while fireworks have been going off. Um, although, you know, it's, it is difficult even to someone's ear, um, you know, someone just standing by to, to tell the difference between a gunshot and a firework. So I can certainly understand that, uh, that fear that people have. About as well from the fires. Uh, let's try Sarah again, and we hope we get you this time. Sarah, good morning. I, I'm here. I'm Sarah. Okay, good great. Good to have you. Yeah, hi. So uh, my my comment is I've been living. I live in Menlo Park, right next to Palo uh, East Palo Alto. So I have been hearing the the hearing the fireworks for for weeks, and it's been going on and on. And it goes all night. My dog's freaked out. But on the 4th, we were sitting outside, and it was, um, it was, it was, they were just going crazy, and we tried to take a walk. And for the first time, I actually saw them, and it was amazing. And we walked around East Palo Alto, and we're basically surrounded by them, all up and down 101, and then on the other side of us. So, and, and it, it, was, it was a very surreal experience to the sort of experience of people's fireworks because I've gone to fireworks show forever for the 4th of July, but never have I been in a situation where I've been surrounded by people putting them on. Well, I thank you for that call, and uh, Sarah, I appreciate your reporting here. I'm getting that kind of reporting from a number of listeners. Let me actually read a comment from Rebecca who says, this is civil disobedience. The perpetrators know that the practice is too widespread to be stopped, and the police would look bad for trying to shut down a popular pastime. People don't want to be called Karens. Even worse, it has been proposed that calling 911 on people breaking the law could be charged as a hate crime. Here's Stephanie, our next caller. Stephanie, join us. Hi. Hi, yes. Um, uh, by In Oakland on Saturday night, one of the fire crews that tried to respond to an emergency medical call was stopped by the people setting off fireworks at the lake. And 
they weren't able to move. The people were jumping on the fire truck and setting off fireworks from the top of it. Um, and they were never able to get to the emergency medical call because uh, they were stopped. Boy, around what time was this? Do you remember, Stephanie? Yeah, it was around midnight, I think. Yeah. Uh, that's disturbing. Uh, and, and thank you for reporting that to us. Uh, we're getting calls of a different variety here and comments. And with the time left, if you want to add your voice, please feel free to email us, forum at kqed.org. Let me get to another caller in the meantime, and that's Meredith. Meredith, join us. Thanks for waiting. Hi. Yeah. Um, I, you know, was able to see the fireworks, and it was definitely a unique firework experience. But the takeaway that I had, and I always take my dog to the suburbs. I know it stresses her out. I can't imagine birds, zoo animals. But most of all, the amount of money that was wasted and the amount of environmental impact that it had when people are out of work, people are looking for unemployment, the sheer dollar amount of that many fireworks seemed just very unpatriotic and kind of sickening. I thank you for weighing in, Meredith. Uh, here's Marjorie who writes, I can't relate to folks who set off fireworks in this day and age. I can. I can't relate, given the multivarious risks they pose to neighbors, animals, the community overall, especially as we experience climate change. We need to dispense with gratuitous use of fire and gunpowder and find another way to experience a holiday's excitement. Let me bring David on next from Richmond. David, join us. You're on. Hi. Um, Hi. I live in Richmond, and the fireworks were spectacular. Um, and I'm sure that we're never going to get agreement on fireworks um, among everybody. There's always going to be somebody dissatisfied. But I just wanted to point out that if they were legal with restrictions, that it would be possible to do more education on using them safely. Okay. Uh, do you want to comment on that, Aldo? Yeah, you know, it's interesting that a lot of folks are bringing up the fact that, um, you know, these fireworks are, um, you know, are sort of, I guess I see them as these spontaneous acts of, of civil disobedience that um, can't be separated from the Black Lives Matter marches and, and protests that, that we've seen over the past month. Um, when we look at when these fireworks started, they started around the same time that uh, Black Lives Matter protests were going all across the country. And it, it seems very uh, interesting to note that um, in a time when, when folks feel desperate to, to fight power in any way they can, uh, that they take on uh, marches, protests, and, and fireworks as the way to do that. Um, so when it comes to uh, doing civil disobedience, it seems, Black Lives Matter are very... Although we're going to have to leave it there, but I appreciate your being with us. And I'm going to read one more tweet from Olivia who says, I work for a parks district in Northern California and fireworks were left everywhere with no attempt to clean up. This is selfish behavior and excuses for it fall flat. We'll leave it there. And when we return, we're going to talk about a couple of Supreme Court decisions that have come down. And we'll talk with Jessica Levinson about the Supreme Court. That's next. Stay tuned. I'm Michael Krasny.